Duncan came out with an avocado toast. And honestly, I was really skeptical because what if the toast wasn't good? But then I tried it and it's on sourdough, which I think is a step up from Duncan. I can see why people say America runs on Duncan now. Did you know that Starbucks now offers Oatly? I heard about that. The new brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso. Oatly is also going to IPO. So that's something to look out for if you're interested in the stock market. Will the ticket be oat? That is the new question. I like that. It's very clean. Oat. Hi, this is Sabrina. And this is Miranda. And this is Supplements. Your weekly health news podcast. So Miranda, do you want to update us on the vaccine rollout? All right. So this week in the United States, 17.3% of the population has obtained at least one dose and 9% of the population has obtained both doses. Alaska still is in the lead with 24.3% of their population having one dose and 15% of their population having both doses. New Mexico comes really close with 24.2% of their population having one dose and 13.6% of their population with both doses. South Dakota comes in next with 23.3% of their population having one dose and 12.3% of their population having both doses. And Connecticut comes in fourth with 23.2% of their population having one dose and 9% of their population having both doses. Shout out to all the healthcare workers getting all of us vaccinated. We really appreciate all your hard work. So this week, we are going to discuss the new vaccine by Johnson & Johnson, as well as states lifting their mask mandates. So on February 27th, Johnson & Johnson received authorization for their one-shot COVID-19 vaccine. And that has raised a lot of discussion about the pros and cons of this vaccine. So we just kind of wanted to talk about that today. So Sabrina, why don't you tell us about some of the pros that people are really excited about for this vaccine? This vaccine is one and done. So you only need one shot. That would make it a lot easier for hospital systems to schedule people. Additionally, it can be stored in a regular fridge, so this makes transportation really easy. It can go to communities that might be hard to reach. Additionally, the CDC says if you have a severe allergic reaction to either Pfizer or Moderna's vaccine, you can get the J&J COVID vaccine 28 days later. I think this would really help those who might have allergic reactions and might be scared to go in for the Pfizer or Moderna vaccine. Maybe they could choose the Johnson Johnson one instead. So some of the concerns about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine are due to the efficacy rates that it showed in the clinical trials. So during its clinical trials, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine showed 66% effectiveness. People are concerned that this will lead to a perception of a two-tiered vaccine system where Pfizer and Moderna are considered the gold standard and Johnson & Johnson is seen as lesser. And the decision to send these shots to these harder-to-reach vulnerable communities makes practical sense. However, this could 
create a perception of inequity and create a perception that the vaccine distribution is driven along these racial or class lines with these marginalized communities getting what they may believe to be an inferior product. During its clinical trials, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was tested later than the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. So by the time they had been running their clinical trials, these different variants of the COVID-19 virus had already arisen and were a lot more prominent. And so they were able to test this vaccine against these different variants that were more transmissible. Additionally, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine clinical trial demographics was more diverse and had a larger minority population. Since the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is easier to store and transport, this makes it easier for this vaccine to be delivered to more vulnerable communities, such as the homeless population, as well as those moving through the criminal justice system. However, the president and chief executive of the Chicago Community Trust said, if we end up with a hierarchy that says all rich white people get Pfizer and all poor black people get J&J, that would be a problem. So while J&J reported lower efficacy rates, they conducted the largest COVID-19 vaccine clinical trial and they were tested against these different variants of the COVID-19, which could play into why their efficacy rates were lower. You know, pharmaceutical companies pour millions into advertising every year. So I think J&J should really spend more money to try to change this perception. I mean, that's, that's true. That could be the case where their advertising could shape like public perception. I think it's more important for these like community leaders of these groups that are like not trusting of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine to really promote it. Because even if this company is telling, of course, they're going to tell me that their vaccine is like, you know, great, whatever. Yeah. But that's not necessarily going to make me believe them. So earlier this week, the Detroit mayor rejected an initial allotment of the J&J vaccine. He said that they had enough Pfizer and Moderna vaccines to cover the demand from eligible residents. During a press briefing, he said, Johnson & Johnson is a very good vaccine. Moderna and Pfizer are the best, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that residents of the city of Detroit get the best. I think this kind of feeds into the narrative that there's a hierarchy when it comes to these vaccines. However, any protection is better than no protection when it comes to COVID-19. It could be true that Detroit had enough for those who were getting vaccinated that week, but if he had accepted the J&J vaccines, they probably could vaccinate more people or shift it so that more people were eligible. Right now, maybe it's like only those 65 and above are eligible for like making an appointment, but maybe with the additional doses, they could lower that to like ages 50 and older, those with comorbidities, vaccinate some teachers. I'm sure that there are definitely residents of Detroit who want to book an appointment, but just can't right now. 
Yeah, and I think with community leaders pushing that narrative that Johnson & Johnson is not up to par with Moderna and Pfizer, that creates more mistrust in communities that may already, you know, not believe in the vaccine in general. And although Johnson & Johnson did have a lower efficacy rate than Pfizer and Moderna, like you said, some protection is better than no protection. I was reading a statement from a couple of experts, and they were basically saying how because Johnson & Johnson and Moderna and Pfizer were all very effective against severe cases of COVID-19, that's kind of the goal, is to bring us to a place where COVID-19 is no more dangerous than the common cold. So if it can protect individuals from very severe cases and protect them from hospitalization and death, I think it's worth getting this shot personally. I really like what you said about community leaders stepping up and, you know, a lot of people in communities turn to churches for advice and guidance. Yeah, so church leaders have really been stepping up to promote vaccinations in their communities. A lot of pastors at Black churches have been meeting with healthcare leaders, doctors to really understand more about this vaccine so that they can educate their congregation. Last month in Pennsylvania, Dr. Paris Butler and his colleagues spoke to leaders from 21 churches in Philadelphia to answer questions about the vaccine, about how they were produced, how they were tested, so that these church leaders could then go and share that knowledge with that congregation. So Black churches have really been playing a huge role in helping build this trust in these communities for the vaccine. And we talked about last week in our episode about Black History Month, how historical inequities against these communities have really created a rift in communication and trust. So these churches are really bridging that gap and filling that role. The Roman Catholic Church has also been promoting vaccination throughout their congregation. However, in a statement released by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, they did draw a moral distinction between the vaccines from Pfizer and Moderna and the one from Johnson & Johnson. So all three vaccines used abortion-derived cell lines in testing for the vaccine's efficacy, However, Johnson & Johnson also used abortion-derived cell lines during their development and production. So the bishops have said that this creates additional moral concerns and they are promoting the Pfizer and Moderna vaccine over the Johnson & Johnson as a result. However, they have reiterated that being vaccinated can be an act of charity that serves the common good. So I don't know if there is a hard line against the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Isn't it wild that around 20% of America never required face coverings? There's Alaska. And Arizona. Florida and Georgia. Idaho, Missouri, and Nebraska. Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, and lastly, Tennessee. So recently, more states are going to join them because they're dropping their mask mandate, and those states include Texas, Mississippi, Iowa, Montana, and North Dakota. 
and soon Alabama will join beginning on April 9th. We are nowhere near herd immunity, but we have these politicians just deciding that it is safe enough for us to walk around with no mask. Honestly, I just don't really understand why some people are very against masks. I'm sure they have very strong convictions about it, but I just don't understand personally. I think that it is way too soon. There's so many city and states easing restrictions that, you know, you can like dine indoors. You can be close to people. I don't really want to be close to people. Also, this is just, I think it creates more of a divide within America since some large companies such as Starbucks and Target say that they have no plans to drop mass requirements. I think This might create more trouble for essential workers if the state says that you don't need to wear a mask, but these stores and maybe like small businesses want to require their customers to wear a mask. We need to get on the same page, like as a country. I honestly don't think America has ever been on the same page with COVID-19. That's a big issue. Right. Only 6.5% Texans are fully vaccinated. So soon we might see, what is it, the fifth wave by now? I don't even know how many. It honestly feels like one big wave that has just not ended. That's how it feels to me. Right. Because we've honestly been in this quarantine for like a year or this pseudo quarantine. We definitely still like I don't know, go out for groceries, go on our long walks. I love my daily walks. In conclusion, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a great choice if you're looking to get vaccinated. And just because the mask mandates are ending in some states, that doesn't mean that COVID-19 has ended. That's all we have for this week. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SupplementsPod. And see you next week.